Welcome to Ghost Talk. I am your ghost host, Paul Rusnak. Get ready as I take you on a journey of unexplained stories dealing with the paranormal, supernatural, out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, ghosts, medians, legends, UFOs, folklore, and more. Today you're going to hear the story of the cruel giant. This is a Welsh legend. Now, Welsh legends and folklore are full of giants. Most are bad-tempered and cruel. Some are black and evil, and some are even ghostly apparitions of giants long dead. But all are eventually defeated, sometimes through some kind of heavily intervention, and often by the mythical King Arthur, who is so popular in Welsh tales. So now, The Cruel Giant. Narrated by David Reed. There was once a giant who lived in a castle in an isolated spot amid the mountains of Wales. This giant was a cruel, ugly man with wild red hair and a temper to match it, and he had a daughter. But this daughter, whose name was Maya, was small and lovely and gentle, and she hated the father who treated her without love or kindness. Her mother had died when she was a baby and Maya led a lonely life in the cold, damp castle. As she cooked, washed and cleaned for her father, she was kept very busy and she had little or no time for the usual pleasures and hobbies of young people. And anyway, she knew no young people with whom to share such joys. You can imagine her delight, therefore, when one day, as she was picking mushrooms in a nearby field, she saw a young man on a horse approach her. Any young man would have been a welcome sight for a girl as lonely as Maya, but this young man was handsome and sweetly spoken. He'd lost his way, and after Meyer had given him instructions to the nearest village, he stayed a while and talked to her. Before he left, he told her he would like to come back and see her again. Do not come to the castle, young man, warned Meyer. My father is a fierce giant, and there would be no welcome for you there. Then I will meet you in the fields, tomorrow at the same time, promised the young man. My name is Idwal. And my name is Meyer, replied the girl shyly. It was the beginning of many such meetings, and fortunately for them, the giant never saw his daughter and Idwal together. After some weeks, Idwal told Meyer that he loved her and wished to marry her. Meyer said she returned his love and that she would dearly like to be his wife. I shall go now and find your father to ask his permission to marry you, said Idwal, kissing her on her soft pink cheek. No, no, cried Meyer, that will never do. He would never consent, and he would probably kill you for asking. He's a terrible man. You cannot know how terrible a man he is. And she began to weep. Try your tears, comforted Idwal. If he is so terrible, I shall not ask his permission. We will run away together. You go to the castle now and quickly pack your clothes. My horse will willingly carry us both, and we shall be far away from this dreadful place before your father discovers you're missing. Meyer agreed. But as she walked back to the castle, she wondered if escape would be as easy as Idwal had suggested. As she packed her clothes, her hands shaking with fear and excitement, she remembered something she'd heard of the magical properties of certain of her father's possessions. She was sure he would come after her once he'd discovered her absence, and perhaps, who knew, these magic things would help to protect her from him. She tiptoed to the giant's bedroom, and from a chair by his bed she took a comb, and a razor and a small mirror 
and these she put into the pocket of her gown. She joined Idwell in the field, and soon she was seated behind him on his horse, and they were away over the fields and beyond the hills. Not long after they'd gone, the giant called for his dinner. His deep voice boomed through the echoing castle. Meyer, bring me my dinner! Meyer, bring me my dinner! There was no reply. No clattering of dishes. No movement in the kitchen. Again the giant called, and still there was no answer. He arose and went to look for his daughter, his ugly face screwed up with anger. And when he didn't find her, he bellowed aloud with fury and struck his great fist so hard on the dining room table that the table broke into two pieces. And then he raced to the stables and saddled his huge black charger that was faster than any other horse in Wales. Already he had guessed that Meyer had run away, and when he found the track of Idwell's horse, he realised that she'd probably not gone alone. Now his fury knew no bounds. Any young man who had dared to steal his daughter should not be allowed to live, and when he brought the girl back to her home, she should be made to suffer for such disgraceful behaviour. He dug his heels into the horse's flanks, and faster and faster and faster he rode after the runaway couple. A few minutes later, Maya, clinging on tightly behind Idwell on his horse, happened to turn her head and saw her father only half a mile away. It's my father, Idwell, she moaned, and he's close on our heels. I shall see if the magic comb will help us. And she put her hand into her pocket, and withdrawing the comb, she threw it behind her with all the force she could muster. Immediately, the comb turned into a rough, tangled forest through which the giant was forced to cut and hack his way. This delayed him for several hours, but once he was through it, and on his horse again, it was not long before Maya, once more, saw him riding furiously a little way behind them. Oh, it's my father, Edwell, she moaned, close on our heels. I shall see if the magic razor will help us. And putting her hand into her pocket, she withdrew the razor and threw it behind her with all the force she could muster. The razor became a steep mountain ridge through which the infuriated giant had to tunnel his way. With his huge hands, he worked fast, shoveling out earth like a burrowing mole. This time the delay was longer, but at last the giant worked his way through to the other side. On fled the lovers, always hoping that the giant would fail to catch them up. But again, Maya, turning her head, saw her father plunging towards them on his foam-flecked horse. Oh, it's my father, Idwell, she moaned. Close on our heels, I shall see if the magic mirror will help us. For if it does not, alas, we are doomed. And taking the last magic object from her pocket, she threw it behind her with all the force she could muster. The mirror instantly turned into a lake, which, when the giant saw it, made him stamp and scream with fury, for the giant couldn't swim. Nevertheless, so eager was he to catch his daughter, he plunged into the chilly waters and was drowned, and only his great black charger was there to mourn his death. Thus did Meyer and Idwell escape from the wicked giant, and they lived to enjoy many long and happy years together. We hope you enjoy the reading of this week's episode of The Cruel Giant. This is your ghost host, Paul Rusnak, saying good night and pleasant dreams.